This is the John Oakley Show podcast. A standing ovation from the crowd for the final appearance from the great one. Wayne, best wishes. Tim Horton. And it goes on. That commercial is a minute 50. It is slick. It is personal. And it tells a story. Uh, Tim Horton's going very, very big trying to win back its uh, Canadian roots. And they're turning to the star power of Wayne Gretzky. And uh, the story goes like this of how this came to be. Earlier this year, he had attended a Miami conference where all these Tim Horton franchisees and all the execs were meeting. And he was speaking at this thing. And he had a coffee with one of the big marketing guys. And he said, you know, tell me your favorite moment. Like, what's your favorite Tim Hortons moment? Like back in the days when he lived in Brantford. And Gretzky told him that when he was six, he went into the new Tim Hortons location. It just opened in 1968. And back then it was a really big deal. I know, because I'm from Hamilton. And it was a really big deal because that's the capital of all Tim Hortons. Um, And that's where he got to meet his hero because Tim Horton was actually there. And he got an out. He didn't have anything to sign. He didn't have a stick. He didn't have anything. So his mom grabbed a napkin and Tim Horton signed it. And then his, all his paraphernalia, uh, memorabilia and all that stuff, it's all kept in his dad's basement, but the basement flooded. So they tried to salvage all this stuff and they managed to get like a scrapbook out and they looked through it and there was the napkin. And the marketing guy was so floored. He said to Gretzky, you know, like, I need to tell that story. Will you be in an ad? Can you do this for us? So they got this production team and they made what is now called the autograph. And this will begin airing on TV during the World Junior Hockey Championships and then, of course, online. And they're hoping the Canadian nostalgia will repair uh, a few years of very, very bad publicity and maybe bring the franchise back to its roots. Can they? Mike Leon is a brand manager. He joins us now. Good to have you, Mike. (laughs) Good to be here. Thanks, well, without question, I mean, they went very, very big on this. I don't think Wayne Gretzky does this for a volunteering uh, purpose. They spent money. Is this the kind of ad, because I've seen it, it's a beautiful ad. Is this the kind of ad that can turn things around? Well, I mean, it can certainly help. I mean, you know, there, there's there's an old expression, as crass as it is, that advertising without substance behind it is like putting lipstick on a pig. Right. And I think where Tim Hortons applies with that is, you know, we can't deny that there's been a lot of bad stuff that's happened to the brand. And a lot of it kind of comes back to the way that the company has run things, right? So will an ad fix all that? Absolutely not. But does it have the potential to start a new conversation? And does it have the potential to kind of remind people about the warmer fuzzies about what, why they fell in love with Tim Hortons in the first place? Yes, it does. And I think this creates an excellent opportunity for the brand to capitalize on it. Now, if they don't want to screw it up, they got to make sure that they fix all their operations problems and mm-hmm. lockstep with that. But this does create an excellent opportunity. Right. And they're very um, specific about where they're going to place the ads. They're spending an awful lot of money over Christmas when, you know, all the eyeballs uh, will be on, um, you know, the juniors. Um, but hockey is not getting the, necessarily the greatest headlines right now. Well, I mean, for sure. I mean, there, there there's definitely that as well, too. So. You know, it's funny because there's there's a lot of different brands that come into play whenever you um, talk about, you know, a sport and you link a brand to that. So, 
uh, certainly, you know, the equity of one kind of travels into the other a little bit. Yeah. And so, you know, they're looking to Wayne Gretzky. So that's one thing. But as you say, they got to fix the problems in the store. And the problem for me, you know, I remember Tim Hortons back in the day because we went they were on every block where I lived. Um, You know, you'd go in, you'd get your donut, your tea, your coffee. There was a simplicity about it, but it was a really good way. And then they got now it's everything you can get tofu you can get carrots you can it's like a grocery store that's where i think they lost themselves because as soon as they started getting too big i stopped going right well you know i I think what a lot of that comes back to is you know and at the risk of simplifying i think the the eternal question when it comes to brands is really what does it stand for you know what's what's your voice and i think when brands look to to implement new products they want to make sure it still speaks to the truth of what that voice actually is and I think where Timmy's and where some other brands get into trouble is, you know, they want to make money and they'll, they'll offer new services to help do that. But then some of those services make more sense than others. And I think, you know, Timmy, over the years, they've added stuff that some people say, wait a minute, this isn't the Tim Hortons that I know. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's a big distinction, right, between modernizing and then falling too far afield from what you're really known for. Well, right, but they're also now owned by a hedge fund in Brazil, and they don't care about crulers. They they care about, you know, the bottom line. Um, but they must be seeing, um, you know, the, the, the problems, because Tim Hortons used to be the number one forever, and they've dropped in popularity. Well, and I think, you know, when you, when you get back to kind of your original question of, like, does an ad help with this, I think, you know, the popularity aspects could help when people are reminded about, why they love something in the first place. So this can represent an opportunity that way. Um, but yeah, I think to be able to salvage popularity and kind of get it back, there's a whole bunch of other things that has to happen. And some of those things are marketing driven. Some of those things are operations driven and they all have to kind of happen together. Right. And one of the, you know, they had a couple of years where there was a lot of infighting with the franchisee owners. They got a lot of bad press. Kathleen Wynne was out there kind of using Tim Hortons as a punching bag. It got political. It got ugly. I didn't think that was fair. I thought it was a really, uh, I thought that was a really unfair way to go after them uh, because you're painting all franchisees as one and they aren't. But that was a really uh, tough time for them and they, it, 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 it cost them. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, right, like anytime you deal with an organization that, that has a, a complex corporate structure, you get into multiple brand conversations, right? Because, you know, you get the, the corporate brand and then you get the franchisee brand. And, you know, what, what makes it even more complicated sometimes, and I remember seeing this when I walk into some second cups, is you don't always see consistency from one to the other, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, from like from the customer standpoint, what they care about and what they should care about is that experience that they're getting right at that moment. And everybody has to be working together to make sure that experience is consistent and good. And, you know, sometimes you find the breakdown of that, especially in those corporate versus franchisee type of situations. Yeah. A brand's a brand. A brand's a brand. But, you know, even the biggest of brands, uh, you know, they say, you know, too big to fail. You know, it's too big to fail. I don't know if that exists anymore. I think you can be too big and fail. Well, I, I think what, what it, it definitely does mean is that, you know, these days consumers have a ton of power. And, you know, they can they can voice their pleasure. They can voice their displeasure. So, you know, as big as you are, that doesn't insulate you. From the hashtag. Uh, from that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. 
Yeah, you know, one hashtag comment can just uh, become a nightmare, which, which again, I hate that mob vulture, let's do them in. And I hope that goes away because it's not fair uh, to paint those companies. But now that they've done this ad, do you expect that they're going to wait and test the waters? Where will they go with this? Ca- like, where does this campaign go now that they've done the big Wayne Gretzky? Well, you know, I think I think what would be very interesting, and certainly what I would advise if, if you know if I were advising them, is I would let the voice of public opinion speak its mind on this because I think you're probably going to get, and if they channel this the right way, you're going to get a lot of nostalgic comments from people that maybe have their own Tim Hortons napkins or maybe have you know something from other celebrities. Like as soon as I was sent this story, I started thinking about. All these, all these memorabilia that I had for other athletes. So it taps into a really nostalgic place, and it also taps into a place of real authenticity, too. So this is a gift. I mean, Gretzky gave them a gift. And, yeah, you're right, there's the business aspect. He's obviously getting paid. But the gift here is, is that there's a real authentic moment that took place between two individuals before they were even brands or before they were even marketable brands. Yeah. And it's just – it's – now it's blown up. So there's a great opportunity. And, and, and I hope they, they use it the right way. Yeah, I mean, look, I remember the, the Tim Hortons in Hamilton opening up. You go and you sit on the red, those red chairs, those red stooly things, they were, and they always teetered over. Uh, but, yeah, that, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if this works, if it catches on, and if they can, can turn things around. But uh, for me, it's go, go back to simple, go back to less. Less is more. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. Have a great one. You as well. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.